your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Caniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And while I have you covered for Carolina Hurricanes news here on Locked On Hurricanes, you need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcast. And in today's episode, I am joined by Sam Previtt of Pucker Up Sports and Bleacher Report, and she is a woman of many hats. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am joined by Sam Previtt of Pucker Up Sports and a whole bunch of other stuff. She's also with Bleacher Sport, and she's a woman of many hats. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Sam? I'm great. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yes. Um, so last night was game one of round two against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The yes. Hurricanes fell two to one. Um, the Lightning scored a late goal, uh, which ended up being the difference maker. Um, and everyone has heard my thoughts uh, on this game. I felt that was one of the one of the very few like truly bad mistakes Alex Nelkovich has made this postseason and frankly uh, just this season as a whole but what were some of your big takeaways from that game as a whole I overall thought that was probably the best game they've played all, all of the whole playoffs I don't think they looked that good at any point against the Predators which I think made was what made the first round series against the Predators so hard for them um so that's, that's like, that was my big takeaway, like not to panic. I think yeah. it's easy to panic and be like, Oh my God, we're down, da- we're, they're down one game to like against the defending champions. It's hard to, you know, get out of that like spiral, but overall, I think they played well. My one concern is the offense. Yes. They mm-hmm. were playing. Yes. They were playing against Vasilevsky, best goalie in the world stood on his head. They threw 38 shots on him, but the star players, especially with Nino Niederreiter being out for the rest of the round now, Andrei Svechnikov needs to step up. I mean, Aho's been scoring here and there, but I, I just, I don't see the offense from the regular season that was so potent and would score left, right, and center. So that was my only concern. If we're going to beat the Lightning, you need to score. Yeah, I literally said the exact same thing yesterday. Um, in my post game stuff, was the. You know, the Hurricanes, they played a good game. I think, you know, they brought a ton of effort. Um, they showed up to play, unlike, you know, Vegas, you know, in the game against Colorado. They, they actually showed up and made it a game. Uh, but, you know, I said the exact same things. Our superstars, they have got to step up um, and put the pucks in the back of the net because while it's obviously great to see the depth guys, you know, score like Jake Bean, no one's going to be upset that he scored his first playoff goal but we need our top guys to be scoring if we are going to stand a chance against the defending cup champions. Um, And with um, 
the crossover I did with the Locked On Lightning host, he you know, asked him, all right, you know, what's a good way to get past Vasilevsky? He said, you need to rattle him early. You know, kind of how like uh, the Predators did with Ned some of, you know, they tend to score on him early. Um, and then, you know, after that, he settles in. You got to do the same with Vasilevsky. And the Hurricanes, they need those top guys to be rattling him early if they're going to have a chance to win this series. Yeah, they got to get more traffic in front of him, I think. That's what, what happened with the B in goal. Vasilevsky didn't see it. So getting people in front of the net and just, I mean, they got to keep doing what they're doing, basically, just throwing everything in the kitchen sink at him. And eventually something's got to give, right? So qual- I think you need quality and quantity in, in this case. And and eventually, hopefully, the, the goals will start going in. And I mean, this game, this series, I said it on, on Twitter. I said, this series is really going to come down to who gets the luck there the the bounces to go their way who yeah. has the puck who has the puck luck because I mean we even saw it in the regular season when they went uh, when the Canes went down to Florida for the last time and they got a point in every single game against Tampa and Florida like they they are here to play and they're they're not going to back down against this defending champs which they shouldn't uh but you just need to keep up the pressure and and eventually something will go your way yeah um now obviously one thing you you mentioned a little bit ago but uh nino is now likely out for the rest of the series um what kind of impact do you think that's going to have for the hurricanes of him being out uh pocket has now drawn back into the lineup as well yeah i mean losing nino is huge i when we when the Predator series was in the thick of it, I was wondering how Paquette would have affected the lineup then, just with his physical presence and the fact that things were getting kind of chippy with the Predators. But after seeing Paquette in game one, I would maybe want to see Morgan Geeky or Max McCormick instead. Um, and maybe one of them will draw into the lineup with Nino out. Uh, but losing Nino is huge, um, especially when we talk about goal scoring. He's been one of goal scorers that they've relied on uh and just his presence in the lineup will just be not having it will be felt for sure for the whole rest of the series one game's different than the whole rest of the series yeah i do agree there uh with pocket you know i said yesterday yeah i feel like you know kind of game one could be amounted to you know him haven't played in him having not played in a while uh, yeah, he obviously missed the entirety of the first round and then a good chunk of the last part of the season. So I'm like, okay, he may just be a little mm-hmm. bit rusty. So we'll see how things go in game two. Um, and then if we don't see much improvement, then I am definitely with you of seeing uh, someone like Morgan Geeky or Maxim Kornick, uh coming back into the lineup. Uh, so I'm personally not there uh, just yet with him, um, but I definitely do want to see some improvement with him in this series. And again, the offense as a whole, we got to see improvement. Uh, what are some of your predictions for this series? Cause I personally, I think this is going to be a seven game series and frankly, probably a bit of a low scoring series. Uh, I get, you know, okay. Last night was low scoring, but we have got to score more than one goal to beat the defending champs. Uh, but I'm really not expecting anything to, like the Vegas game uh, last night. I'm yeah, not expecting I'm not... us to put up Colorado type numbers. I'm thinking you have four, five goals max a game. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you have two of the best 
defense cores in the whole league playing each other right now. Um, and Tampa does have a potent offense, but we also have the defense to kind of counteract that as we saw in game one. And if Ned stays Ned, then it'll be low scoring. I think, I think that game one was a good uh, measuring stick for the whole rest of the series. I think, cause if, cause the Canes were really at the top of their game in that, mm-hmm. in, in, in that game. So if they continue that way and the lightning either stay at that same level or elevate a little bit because they're the champs. So you never know, but there might be the chance of one blowout game. There always is, but I agree with you. I think it'll be low scoring. The, the defense, the defensemen in this series will be the stars of the show. I mean, you have Hedman McDonough, on the one side. And then you have obviously Slavin, Hamilton, Pesci and Che have been amazing in the playoffs so far. So I think, especially if the Canes offense isn't going to elevate, then the defense is going to be what we're going to be talking about for however many games this series goes. I also agree. It'll probably go six or seven. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a very long series. These teams are very evenly matched. Um, I would think maybe the one leg up Tampa may have on us is that Stanley cup experience. Um, I think that's kind of the one thing they have on us and yeah, cause our defense counteracts their offense and you know, both goaltenders are extremely talented. So it's definitely going to be a fun series. Uh, who do you think are going to be some of the breakout players for the hurricanes in this series? Well, I would have said Brady Shea, but he kind of broke out last series. Mm-hmm. Um, against Predators, but I hope to see more from Dougie Hamilton. He he did really well in that last game against the Predators to score the tying goal. Like that was the Dougie that like I want extended and staying in Carolina, you know. So maybe more from him. I hope Svetch gets his game back. Um, but I would say if if one of Geeky or McCormick come in uh instead of Paquette, I think one of them could really have a chance to to step into uh, a depth impact role. I mean, Geeky and McCormick are both very talented. I I particularly really like Morgan Geeky. So I think those would be my guys to watch. I mean, they might be pretty like middle of the road, obvious guys, but those Mm -hmm. guys, those guys are the guys that are supposed to win you games. So. Yeah. Uh, Now I mentioned earlier, yeah, I felt that second goal uh, that Ned let in last night was like, the first like truly bad goal he has uh, let in this postseason, and uh, you know that's kind of raised some concerns. You know I've seen on social media, and yeah, I personally am not there yet. I think we still will see Ned in game two. But oh, yeah. do you think yeah you know, it'll be Ned in game two, or is there a stronger chance that we'll see Peter now? I think it's going to be Ned. I think I think Rod Brindamore knows when if it's not broke don't fix it and I don't think that goal was any indication that things are broken yeah uh it was a it was a complete fluke thing I mean Ned was trying to hug the post and it just didn't it was a very very awkward play and Mm -hmm. it's something that I doubt will repeat itself and aside from that he was incredible in the game um, so I don't see any reason for Mrazic to come in. I don't see any reason. Like I said earlier, I don't see any reason for panic. And I think putting in Mrazic would be a panic move. Um, yeah. and Rod is not the type of coach to panic. So I think, I think we'll just see the same, the same lineup again. Yeah, I agree there. Um, I don't think it's reason panic. And one thing I noticed, uh, from Ned, uh, last night was, yeah, he's 
typically a guy, you know, whenever he lets in a goal, he just turns around, lifts up his mask, gets a sip of water, puts his mask down, ready to go again. But after that second goal, you know, he ha- put his head down on the ice and you know, showed some frustration there. And that's if he's showing frustration, you know, it was a bad mistake. Uh, and yeah. I think he knew that. And I do think we're going to see improvement from him uh, because one, one big thing I really liked about the Nashville series was, frankly, uh, Ned in those two in the double overtime losses, because yeah. in game three, Obviously, Duchesne got the puck past him. You know, right. Reds won. In game four, Duchesne came in for a very similar shot, and Ned made that save. So mm-hmm. it's just the little tiny things that he's learning. You know, he's learning from his mistakes, and I don't think we'll see a mistake like we did last night on that good draw goal. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think so either. And I. I mean. I think it's it's dif- difficult to see Ned as a rookie because he even though he is one because he is so good and he's been at least for me I've been you know waiting for him to step up in this starter role for the Canes for a long time so it's weird to think of him as like oh my gosh this is his first like really serious like go round as an NHL starting goaltender mm-hmm. um, so I can't imagine what that's like to be in this as much as he says like the pressure is fun and everything you have. Nikita Kucherov, Steven Samko's Braden Point, bearing down on you for 60 minutes in a in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like I can't imagine that, even though he's super confident, he wasn't rattled by that. Um, of course. So obvious. I just think there's there's a a certain amount of slack that you can get cut in the first game of this series against this team. And if that's the only thing we're talking about as a problem, that fluke mistake, then we're in a good spot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then yeah, you're talking about him as a rookie. Um, it was something that you know, I've talked about over the past few episodes with people of, you know, Ned is an RFA this offseason. You know, the Hurricanes mm-hmm. have a lot to do. You have Svetch, Dougie, Marty, all of the goalies. Um, and I feel with this postseason, it's shown that Ned is – likely going to be the guy for the hurricanes moving forward as an organization. Um, and I personally feel he'll likely probably get a short, maybe two, three year bridge deal. I agree. The simple fact of he hasn't been the guy yet. Yeah, um, I, I agree. He he's getting to... a nice pay raise for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It'll be a pay raise. And I think it'll be a bridge deal. I think it's that, thing where like we want to keep you and we want you to be the starter but you also only did it this one this shortened season this one mm-hmm. playoff like let's say Pyatt like everything we dream of comes true and the Canes win the cup and Ned is the one that gets us there I still think he gets that bridge deal yeah I and think... it's not to minimize the accomplishment it's just to say okay we did it we did it once now let's do it again and you can prove that you get that I don't know like Bennington deal or whatever yeah, I think uh, you know he's maybe looking at two, three years max. I would say right now maybe a uh, uh, maybe like four, five million max. Uh, if they yeah. win the cup, I could see that going up a little bit. Yeah, you know, because again, you did win us the Stanley Cup, but I don't see them taking too much of a cap yeah. hit on this. Uh, because one thing I have felt uh, with the Hurricanes organization is that they're very open with their players on the plan that they are 
trying to do not mm-hmm. open in the extent of like the Minnesota Timberwolves back in the early 2000s <laughs> uh nothing like that but you know this is our plan of what we're trying to do here um and we want you to be a part of it. You, those conversations with Waddell Brendan Moore Dundon and you know considering he's Waddell's assistant Justin Williams up there too yeah I feel those they're going to be open with these guys and these guys are going to be willing to potentially take a little bit less money in order to have that ring on their finger. Yeah. Um, now you guys know me, you know, I love the stonks, the memes, the rocket ships and day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low cost index funds purchased just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover the low annual 0.25 adversary fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on nhl to start growing your savings go to wealthfront.com slash locked on nhl and get started today it's summer folks and what better time to get your project car rolling than right now and there's only one place that we trust to get our project cars rolling and that is of course rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for just the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And don't forget, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, you did mention uh, earlier talking about Brady Shea really breaking out uh, in the Nashville series. And for those that don't know, you know, you are from New York city and you are also a Rangers fan and you, you know, Brady Shea and uh, Jesper Foss better than the average hurricanes fan. I would say so. Yeah. From (laughs) having seen them so much out there, what has been your takeaway from them and their performance here in Raleigh with the Hurricanes, just as a whole, this postseason, regular season, and then last year as well? Um, well, as soon as Brady Shea specifically, because um, he's one of my favorite hockey players in the league, across the league, so I, I've paid a lot of extra attention, I think, 
to him. But um, as soon as the trade was made, I was sad, obviously, but I was also kind of excited for him in the way that Rod Brindamore's system is much more conducive to his style of play than what David Quinn was trying to accomplish with the Rangers. Um, Brady's more of an offensive-minded defenseman, puck-moving, open open skating, that kind of thing, the way that the Hurricanes like to play. Mm -hmm. So as soon as that trade was made after, like, the emotions faded out, I was like, this might actually be really good for him. And I think you've seen that, him being able to just play his game and, and, and there's not as much pressure on him, I don't think, in a, in a second pairing role as there was in New York when he was playing, like, I mean, in, in Jacob Slavin's absence, he did step up, but on a day-to-day basis, he's mm-hmm. not the guy you know, that that's under this microscope. And um, I think he got a lot of unfair criticism in New York as well, mostly because of cap and money and contracts and whatever, but it's also um, New York. It's also New York. Yeah. So I think, I think overall it was a great move for him. And I think now we're seeing, we're really seeing the, the fruits of that um, Mm -hmm. now that he's really settled in. Cause you know, obviously when you get traded mid season, you're all out of whack and and all that, but um, we saw glimpses of it when the seat, when the, uh, before the bubble and then we saw the glimpses of it in the bubble uh, but now it's really like fully expressing itself I think the the way that he fits in with this team and how this system is really beneficial for him with Jesper Fast um, it's different because he went from a bigger role to a smaller role in New York he was beloved um, by both the locker room and the fans um, he had a top six role a uh, big penalty killing role Um, he was just a guy that was relied on for a lot of things. Um, and now he's getting, uh, less ice time and less of a role with the hurricanes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just think we're seeing a different yes for fast than the one in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I have, I haven't really noticed him much in the playoffs, um, which may, which should change, uh, but a lot of the, uh, there's a few players where I could say that was Svetch and some other guys. So I think that leadership quality that he has is really important. And, and especially with this team, they, they all get along. They all seem to have this f- for each other, fighting for each other mentality, which is great. So I think he fits in really well that way. Um, but I don't think we've really seen his full potential yet just because we saw so much from him in New York because he was in such a, he was relied on so heavily for so much. There is only one place that we trust to do our online sports betting here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
and get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Many things. Yeah, and uh, one thing uh, is kind of you know gearing up you know with people talking about it is the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. It's just right around the corner. I think it's in what late June, early July, or something like that. I think it's like June twenty. I want to say June twenty first is yeah. the day. Yeah, no, it's right around the corner. Um, and obviously the Hurricanes, you know, they have moves to make. You know, guys protect. Um, who do you think? Uh, gets protected for the Hurricanes. Obviously, you know, Ajo, Teravainen, Slave, and guys like that. But you know, to round out, you know, the rest of the field of their protected guys, who do you think gets protected and who do you think Seattle uh, could potentially pick from us? So the Hurricanes are in an interesting position if it, when I look at it because Ron Francis knows this organization very well. He helped build a lot of the prospect pool that currently – is either playing for the hurricanes or will play for the hurricanes in the near future. Um, Any, you know, he signed Pesci, he signed Slavin. Um, So I think it's an interesting position because he knows the organization so well. So he kind of might already have like an idea of who he might want. Um, Mm -hmm. He was here at a game uh, right at the tail end of the regular season too. There you go. So, uh, I didn't know that actually. Wow. Okay. Yep. So I think this could go in multiple directions. Uh, I don't know if they have to protect Dougie Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do, then they would probably protect Dougie cause they have to protect three defensemen. They can only protect three. So Dougie and Slavin would be two. So then that leaves you, uh, four people basically battling for that last spot. Shea, Pesci, Bean and Gardner. Um, and I honestly, I, it makes me nervous because I don't know who they would end up protecting. I think it's maybe a 50, 50 split more so between Pesci and, uh, Pesci and Shay. I agree. Um, I do have an interesting thought that maybe they give Seattle some sort of incentive to take Jake Gardner's contract off their hands. I agree. Um, that could potentially be a thing or he, Ron Francis just guns for Jake Bean because he drafted him and yeah. he really likes him. Uh, I think those might be the two defensemen to just try to keep that top four core the same. Um, because if you're a contender, you want to keep, and you, and we get however far we get, you want to keep the status quo as much as possible going into the next year, especially mm. if you don't win the cup. Um, so my heart and kind of my head uh, thinks that it would be Bean or Gardner. Uh, but a lot of mock mock expansion drafts I saw had them taking Shea. That was obviously before this playoff performance. So mm-hmm. he obviously became more valuable to them in the last few games. But there's a really serious uh, decision that they have to make on defense. I think forward's a little easier with yeah. seven with sl- seven slots open. And the only person you're compelled to protect is Jordan Stahl. Um yeah. But yeah, defense is going to be very tricky. But if you asked me, I would think it would be either just straight Jake Bean or here's some draft picks or a prospect or like a lower level prospect or whatever. And you can take 
Jake Gardner's contract off our hands. Yeah, I've uh, I do think they'll probably end up taking Jake Bean for the fact of Ron Francis draft him. He knows him. Um, and frankly, I felt the same way, you know, with Hayden Fleury out in Anaheim. Uh, I could see him getting taken. Uh, should Anaheim not protect him? I don't know how that's going there. I don't know how they necessarily view him over there. Um, but I could definitely see Jake being 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 the guy that gets drafted, um, unless for some reason you know someone else isn't protected. Um, and frankly, with Jake Gardner, as much as I like him, yeah, you know, he just has not lived up to his contract. Um, and frankly, I do think. He's probably out regardless this offseason, whether it's taking him to Seattle or trading him somewhere else. Uh, I do think he's probably going to be gone. Um, it's yeah. It didn't work out uh, because he is a nice guy. You know, Having met him, talk to him. He's a nice guy. He's but, a great guy. Yeah, it just hasn't worked out. And yeah. I wonder how much of it is his injury, his injury history coming back to him. I think so. I think that's um, a big part of it because I know with this year I've heard some issues like – the reason he got moved to the taxi squad was due to nagging injuries and just a way to work around the salary cap. Yeah. Uh, I know his back has been bothering him. Uh, One of his elbows uh, was giving him issues as well. So I think it's honestly just injuries for him. Yeah, I think it is. And, and I, and for whatever reason, I mean, before Jake's being scored that power play goal, I was thinking, I, I had a thought I'm like, well, if the power play sec, if the second power play unit isn't really gelling, like, why are we not trying Jake Gardner there? Because it's one of the things he's the best at. Um, mm-hmm. But if he genuinely is really still struggling with, with his injuries and, you know, it's difficult for him to actually play, I feel horrible because he is a really good hockey player when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, and he's been, you know, throughout his career, he's had a rough go of it with, you know, getting kind of uh, scapegoated for lack of a better word in Toronto Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, oh, a, a good fresh start in Carolina, but I don't know. There's, it, it just didn't work out and it's, it's sad, but I do think I agree with you. He's gone either way. Yeah, I agree there. And I will say, you know, I think one thing that's going to play a part in who we protect and who we don't is all these free agents that we have. Yeah. I think, uh, the hurricanes may kind of sit down with these guys and say like, you know, this is the contracts yeah, and everything. Uh, but, you know, they're going to wait to do this stuff until after the expansion draft. These guys are free agents. Um, so, you know, they're going to wait till after the expansion draft so they can uh, protect other guys and then resign these guys after the expansion draft. Yeah, I don't know how that works with protection. Exactly, I don't either. I don't either. Um, yeah, so I could be totally wrong. That could be highly illegal. I don't know, uh, but um, yeah, I could definitely see them, you know, waiting to re-sign some guys until after the expansion draft. Um, but you know, I do want to thank you for coming on the show, Sam. It's been an absolute pre- pleasure talking with you this morning, talking at tailgates. It's all been really fun. Where can the listeners find you on social media? Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Um, so you can fo- follow me on Twitter at S underscore P R E V O T. And, uh, like you said, I am a woman of many hats. So, uh, just follow me there and then you'll see links to all my stuff. I have a link tree and all that. So yeah, that's my main hub. So S underscore P R E V O T. 
Yes. Thank you, Sam. Uh, and thank you, Kaniacs. And make sure you tune into the next episode of Locked on Hurricanes because we have a whole lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. Now, once again, I do want to thank Sam for coming on the show and taking the time out of her schedule to talk to me and talk to you about the Carolina Hurricanes, Brady Shea, Jesper Foss, and the expansion draft. Had a lot of fun doing it. Can't wait to have her back on the show at some point. But one thing I do want to add before I let you guys go is that we did do some a little bit of talking after we got done recording, and we did find that the Carolina Hurricanes will have to protect their free agents as well. So guys like Dougie Hamilton, Jordan Martinuk, Alex Sandalkovich, those guys would have to be protected as well. So it's not like they can just, you know, leave them be, protect the guys that are still on the roster and then re-sign them. They cannot do that. So Dougie Hamilton will obviously get protected. Ned will obviously get protected. Um, so I did just want to let you guys know that so you know all you need to know about the expansion draft that is just right around the corner but that does it for today's episode guys make sure you follow locked on hurricanes on twitter and instagram at lo underscore hurricanes facebook locked on hurricanes podcast and make sure you go follow sam on all of her social media as well and i will talk to you guys later peace